When you are aligned, what uh, body sensations do you feel like the opposite what you talked about right now? Well, first of all, I sense, um, it's uh, what is this called when the senses are connected, idiosyncrasies or something. I almost like feel light, yeah, not see with the eyes. I, I exude or feel li like light from a bulb, light bulb, a source of light. And this is all, everything almost gets like bright or yellow even. And that's like, ah, something is right. And it's also like, um, almost like little fl flaring particles are in the air. So it's a very much uh, how uh, I can remember when I was young, I had a friend. He was not a partner. It was not a romantic thing. It was a good friend and he must have recognized me because whenever I was with him, I had this. But we were not at all interested in each other romantically. But with him, I had this and it was so beautiful. And I had a boyfriend. Apparently, there were lots of not self attractions with that guy. And whenever I was with him, I did not have it. And then once I remember, I was, it was, we were all in the same student home and with this guy who I had this beautiful light and the air was filled with little silvery particles and I felt, yeah, invigorated and alive and happy. This is happy, happy, happy thing. And then my boyfriend walked in and it was all gone. Yeah, so then I didn't know. Now I would immediately think, oh, wow, he really smothers me, my authority. He always also told me off what was wrong with me, which I could only accept because that's how I was raised. That was the known thing. Somebody telling me I wasn't good enough. That's what kind of relationships I had in the beginning. And this other person who made me feel so good, so myself, so full of this light and love and warmth and a pull I wanted to embrace the whole universe, then I, th I was not even associating with the person. So only in hindsight, I could find out what it was because now I have access to my inner authority. And I know with some people it's there and with others it isn't. Or I can bring it out when I'm true to myself. But then I didn't know and... I just remember this strong thing, the whole room being filled with love and light and me feeling happy and, and, and growing and the person I chose consciously as a boyfriend destroying it and me not being aware that then my inner authority shrank, apparently. Yeah, so that was a sad period of my life. But now with my husband, it's so much better. My second husband, he recognizes me. So that's important. I have somebody in my life who sees who I am as good as it, he can, but over the time he knows who I am as long as I, until I'm not. <laughs> and, um, and the good thing is also that we do not permanently live together. That sounds cruel. <laughs> but that's Dream projector life. <laughs> yeah. He's now in South Africa. We haven't seen each other for two months and I'm joining him there in two weeks. I'm traveling there. And then I have to make sure still that I get enough of my space and time because, of course, he, I'm pulled towards his motors. And fortunately, when we have periods together which are good and inspiring and some, he's supportive, he's tribal, 
but then I need to be on my own again and um, feel like still his support is there but I need my own time and it can be weeks that I need so I don't know how other projectors do that if they live with somebody in the house yeah, it probably is not when you when you already feel this need how do you use your authority do you then speak it out oh I need time for myself and then you listen or do you even ask yourself the question I will take time now or no I don't mm, do I you don't. even need this yes or no anymore sounds like not um, now I feel it like a pressure and discomfort in my body which just tells me I need to be on my own and as my husband is I manifest of course I can't tell him can you just go <laughs> out of the house I need to say it in a way where I would really need to be my own aura. And this was quite a long process. In the beginning, he felt offended because he always said, oh, I don't mind if you're around. I can still do my stuff. Like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> so he automatically assumed that it was the same for me. I don't blame him. Yeah, how would he know how what it feels like for me? So this was a long process to say showing him it's not about you and although he wasn't really interested in human design to infiltrate that with him how I function and now he knows and he's aware and he at least in winter we were once stuck in lockdown in Austria for months it was like almost 10 months after the first year of COVID and um I mean, I, I had to leave for some uh, job I did as an advisor, which was past, partially good, partially not so good. But at least I was out of his aura. And then when we were at home both, he put on his running shoes and he ran. And I could just be like, oh, yeah, it was a small apartment. And then when he came back after half an hour, I was like, oh, you're back already. And it was like, it has minus five degrees. What do you expect me to do? Because no no bar was open, no restaurant. He couldn't really go anywhere. So that was the extremes, most extreme thing we had together and where he would understand but couldn't do anything about it. And um, it took me quite something to really make it clear to him. And then sometimes I stomped through the apartment. <laughs> so I really acted out. I was like, yeah, I know, but what should I do? So that was a hard time. And um, if we were stuck in such a situation, I think he would not understand or feel 100% how, how it is for me. Because for him, I'm pleasant. That's just different. But the funny thing is now he shares the house with another manifester until I come. She will then move out, the house he rents there in Johannesburg. And he now says, Puh. I really, wow, that's too much. Even if she's just moving in the house. Yeah, I need space. I need, so he says exactly the same thing. <laughs> she has different centers defined. I mean, and so I need to use it then when I'm there. say, you know, honey, you remember when you shared the house with so-and-so? That's a bit, although I love you, but... That's how I feel with you, although I love you. Hmm? <laughs> I understand. And they do not see us when we are without them, logically. Yeah. So for me, it's like 
immediately when my mother visits me with her defined root and the emotional center, I can't relax with her in the room. That's mm -hmm. impossible. It's like bees, like humming in the air. I feel the energy of the mm -hmm. root like that. Okay, well, that's an extreme. And me with my husband, I can have a very good time and relax if he is not in work mode. If he also yeah, she always is. She's in not self, so she she can't even sit there for five minutes and mm -hmm. do nothing. She always has to do something. Yeah, yes. now that's it's the, the not self. I feel yeah, that's the not self. Yeah, because I guess if she could relay uh, relax as a non sacral, there could be pleasant times. But apparently, she's so conditioned also in her sacral that she can't let go of that. Yeah, the frequency is already in her deep, deep. My husband can get into work mode and then he's talking on Zoom or whatever conferences. And as he has this manifesting voice connected to his ego motor, that's also very unpleasant. If I want to relax, then I can't, even if I'm in the room next to him. His frequency in the house is so, because he needs, they need to have an impact, these manifestors. That's what they are here for. And then I don't want the impact. I'm fine without any impact. <laughs> you probably are too. But unfortunately, he knows and he can switch off and then we travel or we do something or that's or just relax and talk. And that's nice. That's very nice. Yeah, I have one of the gates. Uh, it's described as I can sit on a mountain for, I think it's in the route for yeah. hours. So I'm the perfect meditator. I can sit there for three hours and do nothing. Just meditate, let everything happen. That's mm -hmm. the most genius, the best feeling I got every, anywhere to just. Mm. My heart opens. It's just this allowing everything to flow. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> say that to a manifesting generator. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my former partner was also a manifesting generator and he could not sit still either. Even when it was in Ibiza and uh, he had also, he was renting a big old finca with a built a natural swimming pool, like really with stones. He did everything himself. And when we tried to relax at the pool and it was so beautiful, just olive trees and it was paradise, he had to get a broom and every little leaf that was lying around had, I was like, we are breathing. Could you just sit next to me or let's just swim a bit or like just relax in the water, um, soaking. It wasn't, it wasn't very, very big. No, he had to have his broom and and just brush all the, the leaves to, from one side to the other. Immaculate uh, terrace or immaculate, like whatever. I think when they are aligned with their action, it's actually right for them, but it just drives us crazy. It's yeah. just, for me, I, my dream picture is like being, um, being a hermit an area somewhere remote where people need to travel per foot walk there for an hour at least with no road <laughs> and i'm so the the hot pick where you can see they everyone knows oh there is someone who can give great advice like in the mm -hmm. old stories i would love to yeah. be like yeah 
them in the nature remote mm. and only when this this hour of walking is so important because then only people come who truly want to know mm. when we are not so available always yeah. that would be a very nice thing also for coaching like walk with people it's first of all yeah, the body is good for the body and if you're in a nice environment and by that guiding like with our wisdom and what we are here for mm -hmm. it's also a very nice idea i know people who do that i mean a manifesto woman i know she has guided walks i haven't been on it but i thought also when she said that she offers that i was like wow that's great that's something i could also imagine but then i'm not i'm not walking I'm rather in the woods on my own. I love the woods. And when I go there and I sit under a tree, I don't need anybody. So I really want to enjoy nature. It's more like uh, uh, absorbing um, that woods. Because with my open spleen, um, I need healthy spleens. And the wood always has a healthy spleen. Because design of plants, they have spleens. Not all of them. This also depends on their birth time. They're charts for plants even but there's always one or the other tree for sure or even little beings animals they have some spleens and this is such an ecosystem there are enough healthy spleens for me to replenish my spleen yeah my open spleen that's how i feel so good <laughs> yeah what i meant was that they need to travel to me for an hour but i also love to observe oh, how so people walk there. yes oh, okay. so like it's a, a hermit yes mm. okay but also yeah. the the misunderstanding was good too because i can tell most things about the person when i just observe him walking or her mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. i always observe And it's interesting because we have a rhythm and I feel like my projector rhythm is much slower. So I, my natural way would be to walk really aware and slow. Mm. Mm -hmm. And when I get in the wrong energy or in the not self, in the mm -hmm. shadow, then I start to hustle and I walk much faster than I used to and how we touch the ground and how our posture is it says so much about the person absolutely yeah yeah and takes me also a while to be in the woods i also rush into the woods usually if i start out when <laughs> I mean, first of all because i want to be in the woods i get already impatient i want to be far far away from civilization <clears throat> i want to get into it as deep as possible and then Uh, to slow down a bit and take everything in and walk with awareness or also sit somewhere for a while and then walk again. Yeah, that's a different way of moving. Mm -hmm. But as you say, it can easily happen like, Phew, get into it, yeah, and do some exercise with it. Combine it with health fitness. <laughs> that was also some... <laughs> get things done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The open ego, you need to improve yourself. <laughs> Still not sporty enough. <laughs> yeah. 
I've heard that the self-projected authority is not so dependent on invitations like the others. Do you find that true? Yes. Um, we, I mean, if it's about other people, of course, we need them to invite us upon recognizing. I can't just have a partnership with somebody without them inviting me. Yeah, because what would I do? be in that relationship somebody who uses the person who tells them what to do it doesn't work but anything that's about myself i think more than with other people because this pull that is really about the g is about direction also love and direction to go to something doesn't mean like in miles or kilometers it can be just into something new something that is for me this movement in time and space even when i'm sitting in front of the computer that's the g4 and that's stronger than other things where other people may need others even for that more of course a projector can always do what they love but it's less probably about direction with other authorities than with the g and so for me studying something um moving somewhere even traveling i don't need an invitation unless it's really expensive or it's a place where other people need to provide something then it's great to have an invitation yeah come to that place and i pay for it i mean that's really great i'm not saying that's not good but usually yes uh, we are more like hummingbirds that we just are on our path and if we can align our g with our trajectory it's just going off without that invitation for sure mm -hmm. have you always talked to yourself as a child so mm -hmm. was your authority present in your child yes What? when i was a small kid i think very strong and i had a teddy bear so i said to everybody probably instinctively so not to be yeah considered as too weird that he talks to me so i had my conversations with his with the teddy bear and other people are like if they were mean they were like we can't hear him i was like no no he talks so i just talk to him because he talks to me <laughs> and i was really carrying him everywhere and i talked to him and talked to him but i was also appealing to my adult self i know at one point i was maybe seven or eight And I observed as a good projector, the adults, and I hated what they were doing and how hectic they were and how they didn't see me and how they didn't live and just function. So we lived then in a house that had five floors, five stories. We had one apartment on second floor, I think. And I was standing there on the base of, of a stair in the middle of the house and looked up on the next level where the next apartments were and imagined my adult self there. So I was talking to myself, but in a later version. And I remember me saying, you don't forget who you are. Yeah. I addressed myself in an older version as you actually. Yeah. So I said, don't you ever forget that. Don't become, yeah? don't become like the other adults. You need to be, just remember me, remember me. Yeah. That, Who I am now so I was really worried that when I am older I would become like other adults 
just run around and um, not see anymore and not feel myself. And um, unfortunately, when I was a teenager, I was so unhappy that I couldn't get the connection. I was crying every day, I think, for a while. Young adult was also really tough. And only later, in my 30s, I, I found back to myself more and more slowly, slowly. And then once um, I um, went back to the place where I was, where I grew up, and I put myself on the higher level, and I looked down on where I was standing as a child. And then I was really trying to, to still imagine and say, I hear you, you've reached me, I'm back. I was gone for some years or several years, but thank you. That was so strong, that appeal, that it has reached me through the times and space. And it helped me also find back. Yeah. So, so really your chi spoke uh -huh. to your Absolutely. older self. Wow. It came from the chi, definitely. Yeah, then it was still strong. Yeah, and then I had my teddy bear and myself as an older version. So I was up, apparently had this instinctive feeling I need to remind myself I must not lose that. I could already see the dangers of getting lost in the not self world. Yeah. Interesting because I was always sitting i have a similar story okay, that's yeah. very just crazy that's why i ask why it's it might be connected to the chi i was always observing my parents with their friends talking on the kitchen table i was always sitting with them and observing listening mm -hmm. maybe the channel of the prodigal mm -hmm. and after some years i said to myself if this means being adult, mm -hmm. I never want to be one mm -hmm. because I observed in my early years that what they say and talk about and do doesn't make them happy. So mm -hmm. why would I do that? Yeah. No. Yeah, this is similar. It comes from the same place. I'm sure it comes from the G that would saw and would like to prevent you from becoming that unhappy, busy adult that doesn't see anymore. Even when it's still a struggle because I enjoyed the HTL high, higher technical school. Mm -hmm. But when I first stepped into the corporate industries, mm. I wanted to get out and I was fleeing and the energy always grappled me and put me back till I accepted mm -hmm. that it is that way right now. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm slowly emerging from it, but that might be our destiny as projectors to really go in, accept that it is that mm -hmm. drama at the moment yes. uh, and follow this chi and yeah. Um, yeah, if we are not lucky enough to be raised correctly as projectors, that would look so different. If parents have uh, are in, in human design or get uh, have the awareness to to ask for a reading for the child to get the chart and to know how to treat the projector child, I mean that projector child is growing up so differently. I have a friend, a couple, and their girl is now eight or nine, or is she already ten? 
and they knew they both well he's a manifester she's a generator and they really invited her into nice things into joy things always said it's important what she says and treated her already that with this like you are the wise one you are amazing so she's developing completely confident yeah so it's not true that we are by nature maybe insecure and all that if you treat a projector child they can really rule the world <laughs> because that's has always been supported and always been reinforced wow great and given her everything that she needed to to play out yeah so she was the, the great creativity and the space to to be playful with life and then she also liked to learn things with, because it came from from curiosity and he really didn't force her into certain things you know oh, no, she's so clever she's so intelligent so she, um she got really a, a very different upbringing that i had or most projectors had so that's so cool the next generation cool. you lifted the strongest energy my generation did the next and now yeah. the Yes. The natural projectors can be yes. unfolded. Yes, amazing projector children who are, lay, are raised by aware parents. That's the best. And I'm sure that also is like then other people, like even if their little generator friend is not, their parents doesn't know, but just having this correct and self-confident uh, projector as a mate, as a playmate, as a friend, does something good to them. So it has a domino effect. And that's what gives me some hope. Because I know there will never be like, ah, oh, everybody will know about human design and then the world will change. It's not going to happen. <laughs> But at least the aware people that are raised correctly have an effect on the outside world too. That's all we can. That's a good thing to hope, even if we can't reach everybody. And, and not. Someone said something very special. He said, the humans will never change. Nature must change. And that's what's natural. So that's what 2027 is. Nature is changing. The rhythm is changing. Mm -hmm. And then from the inside out, people must dance to a different beat. Exactly. Yeah, this so that's the only way evolution can happen. Absolutely, yes. It's always there are always mutations because suddenly it's not like every generation is a little bit more like um upright. No, there's some of the our forefathers uh, millions of years ago suddenly got more upright and more upright yeah, for longer periods and then suddenly they were walking, yeah. So because they were in a different environment or something had changed in the environment. They needed to from very little to most of the time and then also with the dropping of the larynx that we could get that we can speak yeah with our next relatives the apes can't do yeah they don't have the larynx for that even if they understand they can just talk with sign language the most intelligent of them we have the suddenly something changes and uh, from the seven centeredness to the nine centeredness okay first there were five centered Neanderthals and suddenly a new wave of, of people who had mutated come and uh, conquer the world with their seven centeredness. Yeah, it was 
he was suddenly there and they were more fit for what they needed to do at that time. We think, oh, how terrible. They just went everywhere until they colonized the whole planet, destroyed everything. But the program apparently wanted or had it in it. Can't, we cannot completely change that. And the next thing is now that we are nine-centered. It's the first time since 250 years that we can have an inner authority, which we can listen to, not only follow the program. And the next step will apparently be the emotional awareness, which we do not yet have. We still have it, awareness, but the motor function. And you can't just ignore the motor waves, but this will not be there in the next mutation. If this is all as predicted, yeah, we don't know, but I can well imagine it. Lots of things point towards that. And then there's another really big change ahead, really big one, together with this changing of the background frequency of the cross of the sleeping phoenix. That's a completely different background frequency of individualism, of integration, and um, we need to be equipped for that. Yeah. But I'm not really afraid of it. I'm sorry for all the people who suffer and a lot of people suffering under these changes, losing their established structures, being completely confused and um, or without orientation, without support. That's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, we hold a field of trust. That's everything we can do. We can't go out and drag people in. No, to trust but it's it doesn't help anyone if we lose our shit like they say too yes. like we get fearful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we are just there like the general if we are aligned and we are on in our cottage and they know we are one but we tend to our stuff and if they really need us we might be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That leads me to the question how you have lots of experience now with boundaries and their authority. So people are really pushy sometimes. I feel like especially the emotional authority when they want something. So they come to you and they say, Teresa, can you do that? And then they spin a story that takes 10 minutes and they tell you everything they need you to do. Mm -hmm. And where, how do you utilize this yes or no? Do you feel it immediately that, oh, this is nothing for me. Now mm -hmm. I could sense it where uh, when I stepped into that energy, it was immediately this rebelling is no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, first of all, I've, of course, it makes me very uncomfortable immediately if somebody approaches me like that. And um, it can happen if I'm surprised by it or if I'm stressed out by something and not already resting in myself that old triggers uh, can get me back into my childhood feeling when my mother was like that. So I still have some hooks and some people sometimes can park there, pull me in the dock onto these hooks 
and pull me into their story, into their drama. And then I feel like really, again, fearful, insecure, panic comes up. So that's what then I have to notice. Ah, it's a trigger. It's mm-hmm. an old story. It's in, are you in transference? How do you get out of it? And it's not always possible in the next second. That's really, and then sometimes I even have to ask for help. They have a coach, have a therapist, say, somebody who knows me, say, and who is also professional in human design, or even if it's not human design, do you know, ah, she's in trigger mode again. That's why I really think a reading is a beginning, but everybody needs something or someone to accompany us. Or if we have lived for a long time in a very good place and suddenly something pulls us back, we need to know where we can go to say, hey, I got a bit lost. Help me get out of it. And this other person then can say, ah, or laughs with me or makes it light again. Ah, you see, okay, the trigger and can happen and also encourages me maybe to get back to my inner authority. So I'm not saying I can always do it immediately on my own. I also need other people to help me sometimes when I get a bit lost in that. If I was caught by surprise and if the triggers can yeah pull me back into old um, patterns old thinking um, then i say okay i need help or just somebody who i can talk to and listens to me but also maybe not only let me because it's not only about decision it's also about somebody who knows what's um, healthy for me yeah so i have i have the one or the other person for that and talking to them is like how could i get so lost here Thank you. So I've, I've learned that asking for help is not a shame. And it's something that I had to really allow myself because oh, you've done so much. And I was a Qigong teacher in the past and I was, was very transformative to learn that and to practice that and to do this was also one of my things in Ibiza. I had a group and how can you now suddenly be so helplessly lost again in all that old stuff? And now I'm like, okay, you can get out quicker if you call so-and-so or ask so-and-so. And you know exactly how to, what to remind me of. I, I, and, I appreciate that. And do you also say, I will get back to you? Because I feel like when there are so many motors from the others, mm-hmm. I have observed that I can trust my... I utilize my fine authority. Mm -hmm. So I need to get out of their field. Mm -hmm. Sometimes pick it out. Do I want to do this or don't Mm -hmm. I want to do this? Like talking to myself like that. When it's more important decisions, I even ask a friend if Mm -hmm. I can talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard immediately. Even when my mother asked me, I have this and this, do you want that food? And then uh, my mother already knows. Uh, I close my eyes and then I imagine she brings me that or I even ask myself in my mind, do I want it? Don't I want it? And then I know and then I give her her answer. Uh, She already knows that she needs to wait five seconds. I have this for years that I pause 
That's right. Take a break, even important for a 5 1, mm. I think. So hold on, hold your horses. Yeah, that's good with people who know you and have a minimum acceptance, at least, of that. To me, it happened in winter. I was in a project as an advisor, and the work was fine, and I had lots of people. I helped them, they were unemployed, and I helped them fill in forms and connect them to authorities and, and help, really help them. And my clients were all wonderful, but I had a project manager and she, I didn't really know her birthday, but I felt there were all the motors and she was like a freight train rushing into me and on the phone, she was like, ah, oh, so there was not, and even said, so, and so can you just give me a break? So I asked her and that doesn't work. And, uh, Ah, oh, you are so like you don't play the victim here, and he was horrible. So there was no chance I could be heard. And the only way, because I didn't want to quit the job, because I knew if I finish after a few weeks longer, then I now I'm on, on some educational leave, I have some basic income, I can study more and I get paid for it. So I'm, I wanted to, to hold on a bit. And not leave just because of her, although that could also have been a way. And then um, we went both to our boss, the owner of the company, who is a reasonable person, and he and I asked for mediation. I said, I want a mediator or at least a supervision so that we need a third party involved because her and I, we don't function and the work suffers because that's... And he said, yes. That's a very good idea. And you both go to supervision. And she was like, no, I'm not sitting with the person even in supervision. I don't need it. It's all her fault. So she was really the, the absolute personified nightmare. And he Projections. insisted. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> and he insisted. And then we had we like three or four sessions, first each on our own and then together. And we found an agreement how we could survive and there was even some, it was a super, a good supervision person, mediator. She made us both say what we appreciate about the other. I can see that she's very good with administrative stuff and, and all that stuff, which I'm not so interested in. And she, in the end, admitted, she said, I think you are very good when you work with people. You are a good advisor. And he would never have said that if this supervisor, this, this mediator hadn't worked with us hard with pictures and this and that. So I got in the end that kind of acknowledge or recognition um, because I had spoken up, but I was also lucky. If the boss hadn't been the boss he is who wants a solution, who pays for supervision, because he says, are oh, we a communication institution? So why would you not talk properly? You use our facilities. And I got it out. I'm still fine. I'm happy. I'm not working with her any longer. I never have to see her again. But it got me through the last three months. And it's now I'm in a good, in a good place. Yeah, so that was something who would not listen if it was only her and me. No chance. I feel like when this is a matter of respect and the more I come in contact with human design, my chi, my alignment, uh, respect 
get stronger and stronger. And for me, I have set a limit. And since I did it, funny enough, didn't happen again. Uh, I said, when there is no respect, mm. then it's an automatic no. Yeah. And like you say, when there are persons you want to uh, work with, then for me, when I get aggressive, then the gunslinger of the self-projected gets out. Oh, I hit the heart. And I wrote that. Yeah. So I tried to avoid speaking because I didn't want to throw that at her because she is so much more powerful. She must have all the motors. I don't know. He's, everybody says that, oh my God, her, you work with her, oh God. So she is known for that. And so I was writing everything. I thought if, if it comes like she says something, I say something, there's a paper trail. So I was analyzing the situation, but she hated that so much. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't consider your um, guiding style or your ever like leadership. That's, that's not good leadership for me. And this I would require and respect and uh, all that. And she was like, I'm not here in a self-help institute. So she wrote back and until she was like, okay, now we go to the boss. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had her actually in a place where we could ask somebody when he had to decide. I don't want to go back in such a situation. This was an experiment and I was exhausted. It took me a whole month, the whole month of July. I was just recovering because it ended in June. And I was like, then July was for me, ah, oh, sitting, recovering uh, before I could start doing my things again. I needed the whole month. And then now I'm fine. The book, uh, How to Find make friends and good business or something from Dale Carnegie. I don't know how the English title is very famous. I find it so funny in such situations to use our projector gift of insight. Mm -hmm. And he says, don't talk about yourself. Nobody cares about you. Everyone just cares about themselves. Yeah. And in my old uh, employment, there was a person who was just from the outside, always engineering is always all crazy people and the confidence goes down gradually. <laughs> so, uh, And he wanted this file to be named exactly like that because he needed to file it and so on. And I am a very, very, as a Virgo ascending uh, I am already very accurate. Mm. And then I was aggressive. I wrote a mail with everything I wanted to say. Then I erased everything. And then I said, I know it better, so make it better. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote, oh, I appreciate your way. And I see that you need to do it in this file system. And then know my my when I make a mistake, it makes more work for you. And I appreciated him. I used my insight to sugarcoat him. <laughs> I don't know if it, the saying goes in English the same. <laughs> and it, it was so funny. He wrote back, oh, thank you. And he wrote a mail to everyone out and explaining everything in detail to everyone else. 
and he wanted more of the appreciation from others. And then the next time I sent him a mail, I think I wrote one letter in capital instead of small. And then he wrote back, oh, but don't don't matter. I've, ho- I've already changed it. And I just wanted to say that this was wrong. Previously, he always complained about it. Yeah. And it it feels like manipulation, but we always interact, so it's not like that, but it's so funny. <laughs> no, I also needed that one. I needed apparently the supervisor for that because it had already escalated quickly. She was I know also why it happened. She had got a criticism from the boss about some numbers of uh, how many people we advised it was not enough and and then so she put it all. She didn't listen, so I couldn't say anything. But when it got to this supervision mediation, I was so grateful that exactly what you could do on your, by yourself, that this woman made us each um, say something appreciative to the other. So I, it was easy for me. I could say, oh, I see how you, this great order system, also these ad, people were so good with admin, sometimes they lack people skills. Of course, I didn't say that. I was just telling her how wonderful she was with all this admin and how I could never do that. And she sees every little mistake and how important that is for the project because she had to listen then. And then she could see she was suddenly the queen of of the room and she was happy and she could also say, ah, but you're the one who can work with people. So that's how it happened. But it's good you could do this without it having escalated already. Is there anything you would like to share with your authority colleagues? Mm, oh, what did I say? Yeah, this I said already, this be gentle with ourselves and um, this self-loving, which is so important. And also accept that not everybody is for us and we can't uh, make everybody love us. <laughs> Even though for us as self-projector, if we put something out into the world, like if we were carpenters making a table and somebody criticizes the table with us, it's always about ourselves. Yeah, so that's what we need to know, why we are often so hurt while other people are like, okay, well, I make another one. Yeah, whatever we offer and with us, it's mostly about even service, servicing to help others, to guide others, to raise awareness. Uh, all these things is what makes us, and then if somebody doesn't like that or doesn't find it good, it can really be very hard on us because it goes right into our identity. That's how we are. And if it happens, also say it can happen, it's okay. Because I have this sometimes, I don't get the feedback, or and then I can assume maybe it wasn't so good. Otherwise, the person might have said something. And then I'm like, um, this happens to me if somebody, and the, I don't want to do this anymore. Somebody says, um, I don't want to have a reading where we talk, record something and send it to me. And I'm not sure if I don't have this feedback, for instance, um, if this there was no reaction. Okay, fine. So I'm like, oh my God. Either it was not, so I need this for myself. I realized that. And that's why at least I need a talk afterwards or have a reading where we connect online to know as a self-projector, everything that we do, that we live is about our identity and we 
put ourselves out there and the world is cruel, is unaware, or maybe it just doesn't really resonate and then be gentle with ourselves because the world isn't, maybe. And I, that helps me a lot to forgive myself also for certain things. I'm like, oh, was that unaware again? Why did it happen now? <laughs> yeah, so that was one thing. And as, as I also said, with split definition that you also have, um, that's only for those who have a split, um, that we really need others to feel complete but be uh, aware that uh, they bring all their stuff into our lives. And the split is a conditioning factor, number one. So all our bridges can condition us or our mind can play out in the bridge, saying, if I only had that, I would be great. And for those who are single definition, so don't ever forget the openness where we get the conditioning and that this is normal and takes time and again be gentle yeah be strong and be determined but if something happens don't we shouldn't beat ourselves up because that's what we tend to oh stupid me <laughs> how could i still and uh, the more we give ourselves the self-love the easier and the faster it really goes in reality to arrive in a different place and i wish this for everybody that we are full of self-love and know how special we are and how much we have to give with this G-Center. And um, and it's so nice also to connect with other G-people that we can find each other sometimes. It's very good. And I'm so grateful for you to have um, yeah, contacted me and created that. I feel full of self-love of love and i'm very excited and happy that it happened thank you so much letting for giving me that space oh thank you much appreciated thank you for being here Teresa. it was a joy that you shared with us thank you for being here mm, yeah thank you and yeah so I'll, um because you asked before how people can find me if somebody wants to contact me on Facebook, please send a PM, a private message. Do not send out friends requests, especially with people who I do not have common friends with. I do not accept friends requests before I know who the person is. So I have really very big, <laughs> many, many, many friends and I even need to reduce that. But PMs are fine. I see that as at least um, I look uh, once or twice a week and then I can answer back but please not too many friends requests I mean I also have an email address people can if they're really interested in um, work with me or what I offer that could be my email address which is tcjagersberg at gmail dot point t-h-e-s-e so I, I will put it in the show notes then and the Facebook link too, then it's easiest. Thank you. And I'm really very impressed with how you do that, how you ask the right questions, how you guide through the whole thing. It's very nice to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank Bye. you. Bye.